0: Good evening to those on social media. This is Grace and Faith Fellowship coming to you with our Saturday message. It's a blessing to be with you again on this evening to share the word of God with you. And we're just excited about always coming to you and proclaiming the word. And once again, if you enjoy the message that we're giving to you each Saturday, and also I encourage you to uh, just tune into our Thursday night Bible studies where we share the word, talk about different topics. Um, Thursday nights at 7 p.m. And so we're just thankful, God, for us to be able to come to you to share the way to God. I've been talking about I surrender all. So we've been talking about for quite a while now. And and so talking about surrendering all to Jesus, I surrender all. When you make that declaration, I surrender all. What does it consist of? And we've been very practical how to do it. Um, we've been spent several weeks talking about, is my yes on the table? And so when you say that's what surrendering to God is all about, um, saying yes to him, okay? Saying yes to him to what he wants you to do, where he wants you to go, what he wants you to say, what he wants you to give. And so we spent a lot of time talking about it, but I want to attack it, this from a different perspective. Angle tonight for the next few weeks. We're talking about I surrender on my, my seventh night is surrender fear to make room for peace. Okay. Surrender fear to make room for, for peace. We, we're talking about surrendering your will. We spent weeks rather talking about surrendering your will. Now we're talking about surrender fear because there are things, there are things that can hinder us from surrendering on to God. And one of the things is fear being fearful and the bible talks about us being fearful and so we're just going to look at so i want to start off tonight by uh reading joshua one and nine we've read this scripture before i believe we dealt with it um last week and also the week before but here's what god said to joshua joshua one and nine reading from the new living transit it says Having I commanded you, be strong and courageous and do not be frightened or do, and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He tells them, I'm with you wherever you go. He tells them, do not be frightened or do not be dismayed or do not be fearful. So he tells him, don't be fearful because I am with you. Wherever you go, so when it comes to surrendering to God, okay, fear fear can get in the way of that. Fearful. What are you? What are you fearful? Ask yourself, what am I fearful of? Okay, am I fearful? I know I dealt with a while I fear for failure. You know, what if I fail? You know, you know, because sometimes we can, we want to do things for God, but you may feel, hey, I don't want to fail. I want to mess it up. So fear of failure, the fear of success, because that's even worse. I mean, sometimes people don't think there's uh, fears in success, but you know what? If I succeed, what if I fall? People, you know, what if you succeeded? So there's fear, you know, all kinds of fear. Failure, you know, fear of rejection, you know, all kinds of, so what Is holding you back. What fear is holding you back from doing the things of God, from surrendering all to God? What are you fearful of? Yeah. Fearful of not being more, being effective or, you know, how's God going to feel if I don't accomplish? Well, God already knows you, you know, and he knows what he's putting you. He knows what he's invested in you. So you should trust in what he put in you. He He won't call you or he won't tell you to do something unless he's already equipped you to do it. So that's what we gotta have confidence in and that God, trust God that he knows what he's doing. He knows how to, whatever's in us, he's already placed in us and if we allow him, he can bring those things out of us. So let's talk about it. So fear is a powerful feeling. the the type of feeling that can turn a day into on its head immediately, Um, the type of feeling that can stop us from from trying certain things. Um, None of us can pretend we don't deal with anxiety anxiety and fear. We all do, no, no matter what the social status, how much is in your bank account, or what kind of car you drive. Okay, we all deal with fear on a daily basis and it's up to us to rise to meet it or cower from it and let it overpower us. So it doesn't matter. So fear is that feeling, okay? You know, fear can stop us from doing certain things. So the question I want to ask you now, what is fear stopping you from doing? What is fear? We're talking about surrendering all to God. So what is that thing that is stopping you surrendering all to god what is that thing okay what is that that feeling that can turn your day can mess your whole day up fear it's a powerful feeling if you allow it but we know the opposite of fear is love love is more powerful than fear the love of god okay so it doesn't matter you know doesn't matter we all deal with it we all have dealt with it in some capacity the anxiety the fear Whatever the case may be, whatever you're dealing with, we've all dealt with. So as I say, it doesn't matter what your social status is, how much money you have. Guess what? Rich people are fearful. You say fear for what? Fear fearful of losing everything they have. No matter what kind of car you drive, no matter where you live at. Okay. No matter what walk of life you're in, we all deal with fear. And the question is, how do we deal with this fear? Okay, we deal with it on daily basis. So you can either rise up to meet it or you can cow down and let it overpower you. So the choice is us, but God wants us to conquer our fears. The, the, the biggest thing that the, the biggest thing I try to remind myself now, even myself, is fear is just a feeling, okay? Okay, it is a feeling because listen, and it's no more than that. Listen to what 2 Timothy um, 1 and 7 says. It, it says, it, it tells us that God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. So listen to this here. He God didn't give us the spirit of fear. So if you're fearful, guess what? It didn't come from God okay i know the world may teach you like right? this is natural you're supposed to be fearful you know no it says god did not give us the spirit of fear spirit the spirit of fear does not coming but he gives us power love which remember says the opposite of fear is love and a self-control or the the king jerry and a sound mind being able to control sound mind your mind is sound Okay, we we have the power to overcome fear and anxiety because of the spirit God gave us. We have the Holy Spirit. Okay, so we have, you have the power to overcome fear. Why? Because the Holy Spirit lives in you. And what the scripture says, great is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You can overcome fear because Christ lives on the inside of you. And when, when we... When we can surrender fear, there is more room for peace. So what what am I saying here? Fear is blocking your peace. That's That's what it's doing. It is blocking your peace. It is hindering you from having the peace of God. And we don't want that. God has given us peace. So we don't want fear to block it. Or clog up, it's like something being clogged. Fear will clog up your flow of flowing in the peace of God. So many times we we run further into fear instead of speaking what it truly is: a feeling with no place in our lives. Okay. So we just kind of give in to fear. And we don't, you don't want to give in to fear. Just allow it to control. Your life, because we're talking about. I want to surrender all to Jesus. We're talking about I will. I put my yes on the table. Okay, I want to surrender to God in every area of my life. Well, fear is keeping you from that, and if you don't deal with that fear, okay, then it's just going to continue to increase and it's going to paralyze it and handicap and hinder you from doing the things of God. We, we read the scripture with Joshua where God was commanding Joshua to go into the promise that Moses had died. And God says, I'm with you, okay? I want you to go, don't be afraid. And so, why? Because God says, I want to do great things through you just like I did through Moses. But if you allow fear to take over, he couldn't do it through Joshua. Same thing with you and me, okay? We allow fear to control our lives God cannot do through us what he He wants to do and what he has called us to do. So we got to understand that. So it is a great reminder for me when it says in Joshua 1 and 9 that the Lord your God is with, with you wherever you go. So, so guess what? God is with you. He is with us. See, this is the th- thing we have to meditate on. When we go in and this is the thing, when we make that declaration, I surrender on, know that when you begin to surrender, okay, God is with me. You're not by yourself. I know it may feel like you're by yourself, but understand, you're not by yourself because God is with us. And God is not just with us some of the time. He's with us all the time. God is even with you now, even when you can't feel him, because sometimes I don't want you to get caught up on your feelings. Okay? well, I don't feel like God is with me. I don't feel his presence. Well, you're not going to always feel his presence. But it doesn't mean that he's not with you. So don't. um, Allow yourself to be controlled or try to sense God by how you feel in your emotions. Well, I don't feel powerful. You may not feel powerful. You may not feel strong at the time. You may feel weak. You know, you may not feel, you know, like, you know, hey, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. But you got a word from the Lord to that has been spoken to you to do it. So don't get caught up on your feeling. So I, I want to challenge you and I want to give you something practical. Um You know, write stuff down. Um, Memorize some verses that that can keep reminding you that God is in control, okay? And there's no need to fear. You need to um, put in front of you on a consistent basis that you're not alone. This is something you have to practically do. Remind yourself read those scriptures every day and memorize them because you're going to need them when you begin to step out in faith, begin to do what God called you to do. And when you're talking about surrendering all to Jesus, you know, the enemy's going to come against you and try to fight you and says, hey, he's going to say you're not equipped. You're not ready. You don't have enough. You're not smart enough. You're not good enough, you know, to do the things of God. You don't have what it takes. He's going to put all those things in your head and you've got to have scripture counter that and says you know if the God gave me God gave me a word I'm gonna stand on his word I believe what his word says and so therefore I'm going forward no matter how I feel all right so I want to I want to spend the rest of this message tonight just going through scripture to talk about a hey, so we're talking about surrendering fear so you can make room for peace okay because God gave us peace I right, so we're going to start with tonight, Uh, John 14 and 27, the Gospel of John 14 and 27. I'm going to read it from the King James Version tonight and the NLT, okay? And I'm going to start reading it first from the NLT. It says, John 14, 27 says, I'm leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind. And a and heart, and the peace I give is a gift the world can't give. So don't be troubled or afraid. And so listen to what he said. Says. He said, says, it says, so we see here the peace of God is a gift. Okay, I want to read it from King James Version. And says, Jesus is speaking. He says, Peace I leave you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth. Okay. Okay, unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So we see here, okay, that peace is a gift. And he said, is notice he said it's not like the world. We don't have the world's peace. Why? Because the world peace is contingent or is subject to things going well that is the prerequisite of the peace of the world with everything's got to be going smooth for me to have peace can't have no chaos i can't you know things can't be going wrong everything has to go smooth but jesus said this peace i give you okay it is a gift so peace is a gift so a lot of times that i've did this in past we you may be praying for it. well god give me peace well that's the wrong way to pray or let me say it this way there's a better way to pray than ask god because it says here jesus says i've given you peace so peace is a gift it was given to you the day you got born again you have peace you have everything you need on the inside of you so here's the question so how should we pray so the thing is you could say okay lord i'm fearful but you know god, i know through your word you said that you've given me peace. You say it's here in your word that peace you've given me as a gift and God allow me to experience that peace that Paul talked about, which surpasses all understanding. So God help me to release and experience the peace that you've given me 2000 years ago. So that's a better way to pray. So you don't necessarily have to pray for peace, but ask God to show you how to access and experience that peace that's already been given through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Okay. So he says, don't be troubled. So we're talking about, um, surrendering fear to make room for peace. So he tells them, don't be troubled or afraid because I've given you, it's a gift. That's what I want you to get on this scripture. Peace is a gift. Peace is not something that you earn. Okay. or you have to conjure up. You know, you don't have to chase after the peace of God. No, you have to release the peace of God. Okay, you say, well, how do I do that? Okay, by experience, um, memorizing, as I talked about, memorizing scriptures and meditating on scripture. Because remember Jesus said also in Isaiah 26 and 33, he that keeps his mind on me, I will keep them in perfect peace. So, how do you keep your mind on Jesus? Okay, by meditating and studying the word of God and knowing the scripture. So, it says here, it's really, it says Jesus gives his peace as a gift. Okay, you don't have to earn his peace, it is a gift. Remember, I understand the principle because what Christmas comes, oh, all is close. You're giving gifts to people. Hopefully not because they earned it, but because you love them. Okay, God loves so much; He gave us the gift of peace. Okay, therefore, okay, so Jesus is giving His gift as peace. Therefore, we don't have to have our hearts troubled regardless of what happens. See, know he said, "Hey, the the world." Only can have peace when things are going good, but we can have peace regardless of what's happening on. Our, our peace isn't human or natural. It's Jesus' divine peace, so it's nothing natural or human about our peace. Is this we talking about supernatural peace? As Paul said, that surpasses all understanding. People are gonna wonder why are you so. Peaceful, why are you so calm in the midst of chaos, in the midst of confusion? Okay, in the midst of turmoil. Okay, he says, Notice it is our responsibility not to let our heart be troubled. He said that he says, Don't so, don't be troubled or afraid. King Edgar said, Don't let your heart be troubled, it's your responsibility, it's not God's. It's your responsibility. It is God's peace that empowers us, but that peace empowers us uh, under our authority, okay? So it's God's peace that's been given to you. It empowers us, but we have to, it is under our authority. We have authority over chaos and situations. We speak to those situations, and you know what? When we, when we speak to situations, your your situation may not change immediately, but your emotions can change. you appear that even though that situation hasn't changed, you can stay in peace. Why? Because we have a supernatural peace that comes from God that surpasses all understanding. And it's, it's not supernatural. And regardless of what's going on in life, we can have peace. That's the power of scripture. So let's go to Psalms ninety-four and nineteen. Psalms ninety-four and nineteen. Reading it from New Living Translate it says, when anxiety, when anxiety was great within me, my consolation brought my joy to my soul. Brought joy to my soul." Let me read that again. When anxiety was great in me, my, your consolation brought joy to my soul. And that's Psalms 94 19. And I'm going to read it from the King James Version. Psalms 94 and 19. I believe. Psalms 94. And nineteen, it says, In the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comfort delights my soul. In a multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul so notice it says a multitude of thoughts says when anxiety was great within me your consolation brought joy to my soul so god says hey so anxiety so you may be having anxiety attacks okay you may be having anxiety attacks why because of the thoughts it says when the multitude of our thoughts is on the lord we are confident okay and once again i read i talked about Psalms. i mean uh, isaiah's 26 and 3 where he will keep you in perfect peace of your mind stayed on him so when the multitude of our thoughts is on the lord we are confident It's a we are we aren't confident If we're not confident, it is because the multitude of our thoughts is not on the Lord. So if if you don't have peace, if you're fearful. Okay, ask yourself the question. What are you thinking about? What are you focusing on? Check out your thoughts. And saying this is pretty practical, too. Because a lot of times we say we can't help. it. No. What are you focusing on? Because if your thoughts are not on the Lord, you're not going to be confident. If your thoughts are always on your problems. And how am I going to make it? And I'm not saying ignore your problem. That's not what we're saying. Act like it don't exist. We're just simply saying that, hey, I understand what's before me. But you know what? I trust God because he has already made provision. He's going to give me the wisdom, whatever I need in this situation. God has already, you know, it's a finished work. Whatever I need, whether it's healing sickness, whatever the case may be, it is the finished work, so I can be peaceful. So it's talking about the multitude of thoughts. What are, what are your thoughts on? Because it was talking about when you have your thoughts, when you're thinking on the wrong thing, there's going to be anxiety. And he says, my, my, when my anxieties were were great within me. Why? Because his thoughts were on." focus on his problems. He said, your conflict brought joy to my soul. So he switched what he was thinking about and began to focus on the things of God. So this scripture saying, what are you focused on? Think about what you're thinking about. And then what, if you're thinking about things that are bringing you fear, surrender that fear and make room for peace by what? Focusing your thoughts on the Lord. Okay, let's look at Psalms 56 and 3. Psalms 56 and 3, and we're going to read that from the King James version. 56 and 3. It says, What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. What time I'm afraid, I will trust in thee. The new, new living transit says, when I am afraid, when I am afraid, okay, I will trust in thee. When I am afraid, I will trust in. So it's not saying that you're not gonna be afraid. Okay, it's not saying that. When we talk about surrendering to God, it can be fearful. Okay, it can be fearful when God calls us to do something. We look at um, different characters of the Bible. You know, Moses and Abraham, and we when we know what they were first told to do, things. I'm pretty sure there was some fear there, but they trusted God. But it says, "When I'm afraid, I put my trust in You." So it's not saying. You're never going to be afraid. You're not going to be fearful. But it's saying when you experience fear, what? Trust God. Pretty simple. When I experience fear, I now I need to know I need to trust God. It says we should always trust in the Lord, but this is especially true when we are afraid. Yet it seems that many people panic in difficult situations. And lean on their flesh. So the question now is, are you leaning on your flesh? So we always trust God, but especially when you're afraid. This is time you need to trust God when you are afraid. Well, most of us, a lot of time, we panic in difficult situations. situation. We panic. We lose it. OK, and this is not what God says. OK, God is saying when you experience fear, when you f- become afraid, this is the time to put your trust in me. OK, put your trust in Jesus and don't lean to your own understanding. Because we trying to figure stuff out, you know, how, how it's going to work out, how it's going to do it. Sometimes you don't know right at the time they said well god i trust you that you give me the wisdom and the ability to figure this out because i believe you've already worked this out okay so let's look at also um psalms let's look at psalms 12 and 25 and we're going to do it from the king james for 12 and 20 not excuse me, not Psalms, excuse me Proverbs 12 and 25. Proverbs 12 and 25. It says heaviness in in the heart of a man makes it stoop, but a good word makes it glad. Heaviness in the heart of a man makes it stoop, but a, a good word makes it glad. Now I'm going to read it from the New Living. It says, An anxious heart weighs a man down, but a kind word cheers him up. So, anxiety weighs you down. It is a weight. I think the King Vain Vier- version called it heaviness. You feel heaviness on it. weighing you down. You feel tired all the time. It's almost like, I believe that's what people experience when they are depressed depression is more like a weight it's a heaviness on the mind on the heart so negative emotions due to the heart what a heavy burden does to the person who carries it so we're talking about this is a negative emotion that this prophet is talking about negative emotion weighs the heart down maybe you've been weighed down by all the things that are going on in your life and you're trying to carry those things. And that's the reason for when you carry these things, that's the reason discouragement and depressions are spoken as being heavy burdens. When you are discouraged and when you're depressed, you're carrying the heavy burden. And if you that comes to mind, I read this. Remember Jesus says what? He says, you know, about heavy burdens. My yoke is easy. His burden is light. His burden is light. Okay. He says, I'll give me your burden. Let me carry them. And so that's that's what you're doing when you're surrendering fear and making room for peace. What you're doing is you're surrendering that fear. Jesus says, hey, he said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Okay, let me carry your heavy load. And so, uh, this is these we're talking about uh, heaviness. It said that is in a scripture term illustrating the condition of the heart, the heaviness. How do we get rid of the heaviness in our heart? How do we get rid of? Okay, this verse says a good word will make the heart glad. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And we know that's Proverbs 18, 20 through 21. We should use good words to help lift others' heavy load. You should use good words. And wait, till when I talk about good words, what am I talking about? Once again, we're talking about the word of God. The word of God is designed. To lift your heavy load. And and like I said, you need to help somebody else. Speak a word of encouragement to them in their situation. To encourage them. If you know somebody that's going through a hard time, you know, pray about it and ask God what to say to them. Okay. Or put people in their path that will speak a word over their life. A word of encouragement to encourage them in their hard time. This is what God wants to do, but you got to surrender fear so you can make room for this peace, because otherwise you're not going to experience the peace of God as long as fear is there. Okay, so let's look at the next scripture, Psalms uh, 27 and one Psalms 27 and one. Verse one, it says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? That's really powerful scripture right there. He's my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Who is? He is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid of? Why do I have to be afraid? The, the New um, Living Transition says, the Lord is my light, my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the, Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? So we, we, we can't see without light. I want you to paint a picture. You can't see without light. We can't see where we're going. We can't see what is coming at us. We can't see ourselves or others without light. Okay. Only in Jesus can we truly see. Okay, so it says, the Lord is my light, my light. so when we are uh, in Christ, when we go when we focus on the thing of God, God He shows us the way. Like I said, without light, you can't see nothing. You don't know where you're going, you don't know what's coming at you, okay. But when we, when those who are in Christ, He's our light. We're able to see things. Now, you said, Well, I can't see it. You may not be seeing right now, but God will give you insight. I declare right now God is giving somebody insight into their situation, into their circumstances. He's giving them wisdom to know how to get out of this situation. He's giving you answers right now. So, when, when we are truly trusted in Jesus, We aren't afraid of people or what they can do to us. You're not afraid at all. Those in fear are not trusting the Lord with all their heart. So if you're fearful, you're not trusting God. So that's not to condemn you. That's to let you just give you understanding that, hey, you're not trusting God. Like you're supposed to, if you're fearful. You're being fearful. So that's telling you, well, I'm not trusting God. So I need to change the way I'm thinking and begin to focus on what God says versus what my circumstances are saying. My circumstances, you know, or your circumstances are speaking loud right now in your life. And you need to change the voice that you're listening to. And begin to hear the, the voice of God through his word. Okay, let's look at Psalms 55 and 22. Okay, Psalms 55, 55 and 22. It says, Cast thy burdens upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. Wow. He shall never suffer the righteous. To be moved. It's given to give you instruction and cast that burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. So he tells you, if you cast your cares on God, he's going to sustain you. He should not. He should not suffer the righteous to be moved. That's a pretty powerful scripture right there. The NLT says, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. Okay, he what's his name? He will never let the righteous fall. Wow. He says he's not going to let you fall. Remember I said you earlier, you scared you may fall or fail when you begin to surrender your life to God. That you're not going to have enough. Okay, you scared you're going to fall. But he says, I won't let you fall. To me, that's encouraging me to know that I don't have to depend on me. I can depend on God. He's not going to let me fall. This is a great promise, okay? Awesome promise of God here. So you need to receive that tonight. That He's not going if, to, if you cast your in, He's going to sustain you. He will not let the righteous fall. Now, what is righteous? Let me explain that. Oh, He said, don't let the righteous fall. Righteous people are not people who get everything right. Okay, when the Bible talks about righteous people, it's not talking about people who dot every I and cross every T. Okay, it's not talking about somebody who, who's have the ability, which nobody has the ability to do everything right, you know, get it right, or you begin to evaluate your righteousness based on your performance. When it's talking about the righteous Okay, so my righteousness does not come from my performance. My righteousness come from what Jesus did on the cross. If we could get that, that would just that's going to free you. If you can get that, it's going to free you. What is your righteousness based on? Your righteousness is based on the finished works of Jesus. The Bible said we were made righteous by what Jesus did, not what you do. See, you're so busy. This is one reason... And I'll be speaking to somebody. This is the reason why you're having a hard time surrendering God, because you're performance-based, you're basing your righteousness on your performance. And maybe you've fallen, and it's something that you're struggling with in your life that you say, I can't seem to conquer. I always seem to give in to this temptation, and I'm struggling with this. But I I challenge you now and I declare to you tonight. Stop putting your confidence in your own ability and start putting your confidence in what Jesus has already done for you. He made you righteous. You are righteous because of what Jesus did. Let me say that again. I feel that you are righteous because what Jesus did, you're not righteous because of what you do. That, that, that revelation has freed me so much in my life. And I, I still have to remind myself that I'm righteous. Because of what Jesus did. Because guess what? I still don't always get it right. I have my bad days. We all have bad days, but the more you surrender to that revelation that hey, even when I miss it, I'm still righteous. Because my righteousness is not based on my performance. It is based on Jesus' performance. What he did on Calvin. Guess what? He did it perfectly. He did it perfectly so guess what this is the awesome thing you need to ask yourself the questions when does jesus stop being righteous don't you to think about what i just asked you when does jesus stop being righteous? because when he stopped being righteous then that's when you and me stop being righteous so the answer to that question is when does jesus stop being righteous the answer is never jesus is always going to be righteous He's perfect. He was perfect. He lived a perfect life. He's always perfect. He fulfilled the will of the Father perfectly. Okay. And he died for us. Okay. He died a perfect death. Okay, for us. Died for our sins, completed the mission. And so he is seated at the right hand of the Father. He is righteous. Now, if he made me righteous, by what? I did, then I'm righteous because he is righteous. Okay. And so if he ever stops being righteous, then that means I will stop being righteous. And guess what? That would never happen. That will happen. So guess what? If you are born again, believe you have received Jesus Christ, your personal savior, then you will always be right, even when you miss the mark. See, I know that's that is. I feel like that is challenging somebody now. But if you can receive that revelation tonight, you can just embrace that. Because this is the word of God. This is not Eric's interpretation of it. This is Christ living on the inside of you. When he comes inside, he makes you righteous. Okay. You are the righteous God in Christ. Jesus. That is your position. That is your identity. That's never going to change. Cause only going to change. If Jesus changed, we know He's never gonna change. The Bible says He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So that's a great promise. He that I will never fall because I'm the right to God in Christ Jesus. He I I give God all my cares. I do, and I, I believe He will sustain me. And you have to do the same thing. I give God all my cares, I make it my business to give God all my cares, and I believe he's going to sustain me. So it talks about, yeah, who is the righteous? I just talked about that. This is speaking of those who, it's not speaking of those who have lived holy lives, okay, completely holy life. However, when people receive Jesus, Jesus as their Savior, they are made the righteous of God in Jesus. And that is 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. They're born again. They're born again. Spirit are uh, created righteous and truly holy. So it's your spirit that has been made right. Now, nobody's. You're never going to be perfect in your behavior as long as you're living this Christian life or you're walking on this earth. You're never going to be perfect in your behavior. So this is why God can can receive us because it is our spirits that He's looking at not our souls and by our souls are by constantly being renewed and being changed being conformed to the image of christ and you're going to be doing that as long as you deserve but your spirit has been made perfect that's why the scripture says in in corinthians it says if any man be in christ he is a new creation a new creature old things that pass away behold all things become become new what is he talking about your spirit not your body And not your soul. It is your spirit. So this is what we're talking about. Surrender fear so you can make room for peace. Fear, if fear is getting in the way of your peace, I declare right now, in the name of you, surrender fear. Allow the peace of God to flow in your life. Let me pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your word tonight. We come against, I come against fear in the name of Jesus. Fear in the person's life who's afraid to step out in faith. We come against, we take authority over that fear. And in the name of Jesus, we release peace in their life. Peace that surpasses all understanding, peace uh, for their situation, for their circumstance, peace for their marriage in the name of Jesus, peace for their relationship with their children on their job i speak peace i declare in the name of jesus and i thank you god for the manifestation of that peace as we declare and as they declare and receive your word i give you all the glory and all the praise in the mighty name of jesus i pray Amen. Once again, I thank you for listening tonight. We will come back again next week to continue on this I Surrender All. And we'll come back with another installment and may God bless you once again. Share this with somebody, your friends, if it's been a blessing to you. And I pray that, that he has helped you in the area that you need to be helped. And we give God all the glory of praise. And we thank you once again. We'll see you again next week. Thank you and bye bye.